Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, welcome, everybody. Chuck Bonneville, Julie Hayden. Chuck and Julie show, True Straight Up, brought to you by... Brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Chinese Acupuncture, and Advanced uh, Chinese Medicine, along with HappyTrees.co and Denver Cynogenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. And we have with us uh, the real dark horse candidate who's really coming on strong. Uh, honestly, he is. Yeah. A- Aaron Wood, I was at the one for but the... That's what he's running for. He's running Oh, that's for right. For, for everything. He's running for everything. Yeah. He's running. He's running for chair of the Republican Party in Colorado. I went to the uh, debate held by the Hispanic uh, Republicans in Parker. I did not. Was not able to go to the Communist Women of Weld County event uh, up in up in Weld County. Uh, but but I hear I got lots of reports and and uh, he wowed them there too. So welcome, Aaron. Well, th- thanks, Chuck. Thanks, Julie, for having me on here. Uh, Dark horse, that's pretty strong. So I'll I'll take it. Um, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, just to let folks know, we've had um all of the candidates on. We're gonna have Casper on the final one on Wednesday. So if you just want to go back to chuckandjulie.com or on Rumble, you'll find all of them. But Aaron, let me start out by um asking you the same thing we've been asking everybody. Um, you know, what why are you running and and kind of outline I mean, we could your go, campaign you and, and, your and 45 seconds. No, no, you got yeah. plenty of time. Well, you know, but he's got it down to it. He's got a 10 minute one. He's got a two minute <laughs> one. He's got a one minute one. I, I'll give you, I'll give you the quick one. I mean, why am I doing this? I'm not doing this for any reason, except I'm a Christian conservative. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I, I got involved, not because anybody asked me to, but because I, I'm seeing things get progressively worse. No progressive as yes. part of that in Colorado. Uh, we took our kids out of school um, a couple of years ago. This is our second year of homeschool. And we just can't send them on that suicide mission anymore. And I'm, I'm a business leader. I'm involved with a couple of companies here in Douglas County. And I'll, I'll tell you what, we've grown in spite of the issues that we face uh, here in Colorado. We grew throughout COVID. Um, we hired people. We developed people. We continued to sell and continue to grow um, because it's like, we're just going to push back. We're not going to you know, bend to this uh, agenda that's uh, crushing down on our state here. And so, I mean, who am I? Why did I get involved? I, I saw... You know, a bunch of women get involved, my wife included, uh, spoke at school board meetings. Uh, she rallied my kids together to actually go and protest uh, mass mandates out of the Jeffco school. Hey. Uh, mm-hmm. This was th- this was after Douglas County decided we're going to stop with the mass mandates on the kids. And Jeffco right. was still considering, hey, do we continue to mass these kids up? So uh, she and my uh, two youngest, they got together. I mean, they're painting signs in our kitchen. I'm like, what is going on here? This is wild. (laughs) (laughs) And before you know it, I mean, she's joining like a a few hundred parents outside of the Jefferson County School Building. They're protesting mask mandates. And I think today, if you if you Google Jeff Co. uh, Mask Mandate Protest or whatever, you're going to see a picture of my son holding a mask. It's uh, holding a sign. It says, "No more masks, no more silly rules." And I look at this. 
I mean, I'm convicted at this point. It's time to get off the sidelines and get involved in, and where is that? And so to me, it was caucus and assembly last year, uh, right. going through that whole process. I was able to become a delegate for Douglas County uh, Assembly and then also for the Colorado State Assembly as well, too. And I'm just looking at this, um, you know, I, I'm kind of this type, I'll sit quietly and listen and absorb and kind of learn, engage what's going on around me. But there comes a point where I'm looking and I'm thinking something is wrong and we need to fix this. And first and foremost, I, I wanted a group of men to be a part of. I, I started that group because I couldn't find it. And we wanted to make sure that we're the ones getting involved, right? We're the right. ones plugging into, you know, openings that we have throughout the county, uh, speaking out at school board meetings, protesting things that come up. I mean, we talked about this before with the drag show right. that was at the right. rec center. Right. We, You've been on our show lots of times, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we got all these crazy things going on, but it's like, we need to get involved and, and get plugged in. So to me, it, it's not because I, I'm a politician who got elected. I'm I'm a dad who got, you know, kind of ticked off. And I, I need to speak out. I need to be involved in part of this. And I'm looking at the GOP like a business. And okay. if I can it's take a not. business here, <laughs> I promise not, you, it's not. It, it, it's not. If it is, um, you know, what are some of those failure businesses like? Uh, I mean, Burger King is a great example. Enron, yeah, yeah, Enron would be yeah. good. <laughs> take a look at Burger King compared to Chick Fil A. It's like both sell nuggets. Yeah, uh, right, Chick Fil A's right. nuggets are seven dollars for a pack. Burger Kings are a buck fifty, and they're mm-hmm. garbage. You know, yeah. so it's like we have this poorly ran organization with the GOP in Colorado. And I look at the same as a business. You you can't, you need a brand, but you need a brand that actually stands on its values, that actually does what it says it's going right. to do. You also need structure, you need organization, and you need to build up teams of leaders and empower people, um, you know, to be involved and to be effective. And this is one thing in just a short amount of time I have realized and witness, and I, I don't think I'm alone in this, is that the GOP does not do a good job of building up people to lead and become involved. Um, new folks that I got involved as precinct committee people, they look at me and they're like, Aaron, what do I do next? I have no idea right, right. what to do. I, I'm I'm here, but how do I become effective? Right. So looking at the GOP as a business case, it's a failing organization. It's got poor brand messaging. Uh, it, it's wavering all over the place. And it's, obvi- I mean, obviously it's a losing entity. You know, we're right. losing and I hate losing. I think you guys do as well too. Right. Right. And so, you know, it, it, it was on my heart for a while. And then really it started stirring up around Thanksgiving and into December and you know, I saw I saw Casper, I saw Eric um, put their names in the running, and I, I thought this is the time to do this. I'm going to be a part of this, um, at the very least, to to raise the bar of um, conversations that we're having around this. Right. But at the same time, I, I'm going at it. Um, I see a mountain in front of me, but it's it's one that we, meaning normal everyday people, people involved in business, people raising families, we need to be involved in, and we just can't leave this up to, you know, politicians, bureaucrats, and other interested parties. And consultants and stuff. Well, well, If you want to know what kind of organization it is, you may want to look back from where they took the organizational structure from, which for parties is generally recommended back in the 19th century. You may wonder why some of the titles to many of the things sound just like the Soviet Union, uh, the State Central Committee, and, and everything else. Soviet Union adopted this model, um, exact same model. It's literally the same model. Um, and it's wonderful for dictators. Um, yeah. and, and that's why Christy Burton Brown, I mean, I was on the executive committee, which is supposed to be the board, right? right. Um, and she made sure it made as few decisions as humanly possible, shoved through budgets before anybody was ready. It was a disgrace. I mean, I, you know, the people who were appointed 
uh, either got elected like I did to the Central Committee or got appointed like Casper or Dave Williams all quit. They said, this is bullshit. Well, why, why would you? Why would you be a part of a board that at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what you decide or what right. you say. You, well, you, you don't no even get to decide. So right. if one thing you get to decide is the budget. So I got there the first day and said, okay, I, oh, yeah, right. I you know, all those in they favor. Find it, and right? I go, all in favor of what? <laughs> all in favor of what, Christy? Oh, you know, the, the, the budget. budget. Yeah. yeah, what's your yeah. salary in there? Oh, my salary? 100000 I don't know. Doesn't matter. Uh, okay, approved. I, I mean, it's a joke. I, you were trying it's to show. Well, let me but, 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 so that's the organizational structure. And if you want to be a dictator, it's excellent. Um, <laughs> and that's what Kirsty became. I mean, you know, she said, I'm grassroots and then sold out to Phil Anschutz for everything she could possibly be, be worth. And she said, I never talked to Phil. You go, you'll never will talk to Phil. You won't that's even talk love to you, the guys Chuck, next to just... Phil. You won't talk to the guys who are next to next to next to Phil. But so you're you saying what all of us are thinking. Like we're thinking the exact same thing here. It's like th- we need to be done with this figurehead party and literally flip yes. this pyramidic paradigm upside down where it's like right. the politicians, the 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 fund the funders, the big donors, they need to be at the bottom supporting the people. Right. Like this this is about the people who are actually out doing the work, the the volunteers who are right. working to actually get people elected to communicate the Republican message with their neighbors, they need to be on top. They need to be empowered to lead and have a voice. Well, at least they be, should be talked to because, uh, yeah, because I became a PCP, yeah. you know, early yeah. on. And I said, okay, no, well, then you go, nothing, nothing. But that's, you know, you're absolutely correct in that. And the other thing you're correct about is you have to stand for something. And so what does Christy Burton Brown do? She stands for the commitment to Colorado for things like, you know, puppies and, and <laughs> affordability and, yeah. and all, everything else, that bull, you know, bullshit. Uh, nothing about the, the, uh, party platform, the 2016 Republican. No, we don't want to do that. No, not pro life. Yeah. No, no. Well, you no. know, and she, she's the one that told me on the Dan Kaplis show. She's like, the Republican platform is the strongest it's ever been since 2016. It's like, well, yeah, that piece of paper, perhaps, but if you don't stand on it, what difference? Well, we were shocked to discover actually, because because Kevin Lundberg pointed this out, and Chuck disagreed, and Chuck, like for the second time in his life, was wrong. The Colorado Republican Party doesn't even have a platform; it no. just adopted no. the national one. So you well, they, a, well, we're not sure when it got adopted, but you know, when they start, well, there's about a the whole party. commitment to Colorado, Chuck. But let me ask you this: What about a commitment to conservatives in Colorado? Right. Well, Where, oh, no, no, that no, no, no. Affordability, yeah. safety, uh, yeah. you know, anti-fentanyl, you know, nothing controversial, nothing smaller government. No, nothing about <laughs> but that. But all the controversies are what's killing us right now. Right. I mean, Do we like, have any controversies? I, well, I mean, let me ask you though some of the same questions. Just in fairness, we've been asking yeah, everybody yeah. else. We don't so have to. Yes, we do. No, Let's no. talk about first your stance on closing, or as Chuck says, liberating the primary. Liberating closing, the primary. Closing, getting rid of the open primary. How do you yeah, feel about simple, that? It's simple as this. I wouldn't have my competitor come into my organization, make some new hires, and then leave and let them ruin my company. It's the same thing with the primaries. We shouldn't have people voting in Republican primaries that aren't Republicans. And in this whole false narrative that in order for us to grow our numbers, we got to open the doors to the unaffiliated voter. I, I, I've seen with my own eyes where Democrats had organized who to vote for on the Republican ticket, yes. who they feel are the weakest, the worst Republicans. It, we're being manipulated by yes. both sides in this. We're, we're being manipulated by the Democrats. And then we're being manipulated by the consultants who are telling us that we need to have an open primary in order for us to gain our numbers. 
I say it's all false. We just need a strong party platform and a reason for people to want to be involved and become a Republican to grow our numbers. The, the primary needs to be closed, 100%. Right. Well, you know, I raised all the money for the lawsuit that we brought. And, and, and of course, we had 100% at the uh, state meeting uh, saying, yes, go ahead with the lawsuit. Christy Burton Brown said, oh, Okay. We can't do anything because yeah. it'll cost us money. I'll, I'll check whether from the FEC, whether we can accept donations. And we said, you don't have to accept anything. We'll raise all the money. You won't be responsible for it. But just, you have to sign on. You have to sign an amicus brief. No, right. she I didn't sign on. Right. No, well, that's the whole thing. Like the, the betrayed, party needs betrayed, to be betrayed. the lead accuser in that lawsuit. You can't right. just allow the people who are part of it. You need to lead the charge with that. You You saw the email recently about the bank account that was set up. Right. for the fundraising. Yeah. Well, the, the whole narrative came down to, well, we have been waiting. We're waiting. We're done waiting. It's yeah. time to take action. She didn't have to waiting. wait to sign the amicus brief. <laughs> let me ask uh, well, no, let me finish this. Okay. She didn't have yeah. to wait for the amicus brief. So she gets to, you know, 30 days before her ill-begotten uh, chairmanship is, is over and says, well, we'll open the account, but we won't do anything with the account. And if we What's don't the get the that? FTC, you didn't need to yeah. do anything, Christy, you lying lowlife. I think it's time to take action. That That's simple as that. Yeah. What about then another question we've been asking everybody, the caucus system. There's You've, you've yeah. seen, you know, there was Senate Bill 101, which went away, but Kent Theory says he's going to bring it back as a ballot <laughs> initiative to eliminate the assemblies and the caucus system, which we know, I mean, Patrick Davis, um, Eric Audlin's former campaign manager, although Eric says he doesn't support this, but has been pushing this pay to play scheme. It's a little bit different, but along the yeah. same lines. What do you, what do your take on that? I mean, look at it this way. I'm a product of the caucus and assembly system. So I, I guess if you want to mitigate having uh, more of me and people like me, yeah, go right. for it. Shut, shut it down. That, that's exactly what it is. It's like there there are people that want this to be a pay-to-play system yes. and not a, a means to where we, the people, get together. We uh, convene and communicate with our neighbors. We choose for ourselves who our representatives would be. And it's like, this is the thing. You're, you're getting so far away from the truth. You know, biblically, I look at it this way. In Exodus 18, 21, God's command is that we should elect for ourselves righteous people to rule over like tens of thousands, thousands, hundreds, and fifties, right? So it's like, it's our job to elect for ourselves in a republic who our representatives are going to be. People that want this to be a pay-to-play system, that want to, th these are the people that just, it's the donor class. Right. Where it's like they want to burden candidates that have to raise funds to just pay the consultants who are working to gain their signatures to get them on the ballots instead of going through with a solid message that actually gets the support of your neighbors and people in your community. So it's like, first off, I, I'm against anything that's going to get rid of the caucus and assembly. Um, I, I said this at the Hispanic Republican uh, event, shame on us for letting it get to this point, because we as Colorado GOP need to strengthen the caucus and assembly. We need to make, I, I say that, how about make make the assembly great again? Let's magnify yeah. it, yeah. right? you know? Well, as, as we a, really do. We need, we need to in, impact participation. We need to make sure that people know what to do when they are participating. So it isn't this mystery, like, I don't know how to be involved, but we need to work to make it stronger. And again, too, I rebuke Republicans who are for getting rid of this you well you're 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 what i call the communist women of weld county um which is barb kirkmeyer she's the one who one of the sponsors along with bob gardner of it that was for it um the women of weld county um that organization is far left as you can possibly be um they had two reporters one from from Colorado politics 
who all they ever do is trash grassroots people uh, and and the candidates. And you had somebody from the Colorado Sun um, who also spends all their Colorado time. Colorado Sun is basically an Antifa paper, but you know we'll we'll talk about that on a different, yeah yeah no well well Colorado on a different is no different. And yeah. the one thing I do want to give you a little pushback because I, I I I know this it isn't the the consultants that run everything it's the big donors the consultants mm-hmm. do what the big donors want they do what phil anschutz wants and and yeah. and Coors just follows along so so you're it, taking it, this back a step there chuck because yes. like, yeah. yeah i say it's the consultants but then right. it's who who's pulling on the leash yes. of the consultants right. and i yes. think this comes to you know the question keeps coming up about fundraising and everybody brings up the topic of the big donors maybe i'm jumping ahead in, in your no, no, go ahead go for it let's let's talk about the big donors who have been giving large amounts to a losing organization. Yes. You kind of got to wonder what are the motivations there? Because to me, it's like, I'm not going to invest in a stock that continues to diminish on return and keep putting money into it. That doesn't. You want to know what the return is? You want to know what the return is? The return is their businesses are doing better with Democrats in control in Colorado. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah, exactly. They do. They do better. And moreover, as long as they're, they're like Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell Mm -hmm. did everything he could to stay on top of the Republican Party. He didn't care if he was a majority leader. In fact, he withdrew funds from Arizona and, and other places in order to, uh, two Republican race up in Alaska. So he got Mikowski. Um, yeah. it's, it's all they want to do is control one party and then they can sit down at the Capitol and work with the Democrats and they'll go, oh, it's bipartisan. That's what they call the unity. It's like, this is where yes, we're working yes, together right. here. It's like, well, you're not, we're not working together. You and I aren't, but the, right. the people who are getting richer and wealthier and gaining more power for themselves, yes. they're, they're doing great. Right. Right. What about then with fundraising? Because this is what I think that, you know, for instance, Chrissy Burton Brown came out as grassroots. I guess I'm switching not so much fundraising because the bottom line question is a lot of you guys are are saying many of the same things. And to me, it kind of comes down to some of this we've heard before. And I'm not really accusing anybody of anything here, but we've seen the Cory Gardner's who tell us one thing and then they get in power. We've seen the Chrissy Burton Brown's who tell us one thing. And then Steve House. And he's from Adams County. was a chair. He said, you know, I'm all for the grassroots. And and uh, two days after being down there, he was on the establishment side. And, I mean, and Ryan Call became a Democrat. So. Yeah, well, at least he had the decency <laughs> to rob uh, various Republican <laughs> thing and, and then became a Democrat. I mean, we need somebody that we can trust, you know, that's going to do what they say they're going to do. Talk to me a little bit about that. I, I say this, it's like, look at the fruit and look at the heart and the motivations behind things. Um, you know, I, I didn't protest drag queens showing up at the Southridge Rec Center because it's my hobby and I'm looking to gain something from it. It's like, honestly, churches, um, my current church and previous churches I was involved with, they're getting phone calls, they're getting emails. Uh, the, the guy I work with is, you know, having people talk to him like, this this might turn out kind of bad, right? Right. But But I took a stand and drew a line and said, I'm going to stand on God's side of the equation here. And this is wrong. And hey, maybe this could have cost me something, but maybe it's going to benefit the community around me. This this is the difference where it's like, I, none of this is beneficial to me. Running yeah. for this, this, this is- Oh, you're running for the worst job in America. This is, it, it's you a terrible running job. running for the worst job. But, right. I mean- <laughs> Uh, Christy didn't want to do it again, right? Because of of, of what the person in this role uh, is going to be faced with. It's going to be tough and yes. you're going to be under a lot of fire. And I look at it this way. Th- this is how I know 
I myself or other, you know, solid conservatives are doing the right thing. It's not just when the left is against you. It's when the right's against you as well, too. When the arrows are coming from the front and from behind, you're right. moving in the right direction. And it's like, I honestly, I mean, I mean, I say I'm a Christian conservative because I'm a Christian conservative. I, I have God <laughs> is my foundation. That's my root. This is where my truth comes from. The the only truth there is, not this world's definition of truth. And it's like, you got to look at the motivations behind these things. I'm not unemployable. I'm, <laughs> I'm very, I'm very well employed. You know, I've, I've got a career that I've built, but I'm looking at it this way. I look at my children and I look at my future generations too. And I'm like, I can't stand by on the sidelines and I can't wait for the Calvary to show up to save the day. I've got to be involved. And either I'm going to be involved at the top position or have a great amount of influence over this as, as sort of a, a guardrail and, and a check and balance, because we need to do something different. And we need to have different people leading this party and leading the conversations of what we're doing. And, and quite honestly, I appreciate what politicians have done who are also in this race as challenges. I appreciate it. I, I'm thankful that we've had some voices that have went ahead. But we need people that have stood up and stuck their necks out, not because they were elected to, but because they have a calling and a purpose and, and a reason to be in this fight that doesn't benefit themselves. Well, it, this is this is the worst position in America. It really is. I mean, there's a reason. Yeah, it doesn't why. sound that great, honestly. No, it, it really isn't. And, but, but here's one thing you got going for you. Dick Wadhams thinks you suck. Um, and that there's Don't no Dick greater Wattams endorsement. Oh, there's no greater go. endorsement yeah. than Dick, Dick Wadhams saying you suck. Well, I look at it this way. The the Republican Women of Well um, deal that was on Saturday, um, the question came up about typical red counties that are becoming more and more blue. Hmm. And Kim Monson wrote a fantastic essay yes. Yes. on the affordable housing. Um, uh, yes. SB. Yes. I can't remember the SB 121, one, two, three, SB 123. And you look at it this way, where they're favoring high volume, um, low income housing projects over private property development. And Dick Wadhams himself benefited $27,000 for promoting this. So you have to look at it this way. I I mean, I, I live in Douglas County. I saw HD 43 become Democrat. But it's because I see all these apartments and, you know, people will say, well, you're, you're really, um, you're really isolating people and you're not willing to work out, reach out to people People (laughs) living in these apartments are conservatives. I would gladly talk to all these people and figure out like, why are you here? But the problem comes down to you. If this is subsidized housing, which a lot of it will be because there's all these incentives for the developers and then the property owners to subsidize this housing. Who are you then attracting into this housing? People that are like, well, I benefit off of the government dole. You know, they're like, I'm in this home. I'm in this apartment that, I mean, it's egregiously expensive. Like a, a one bedroom apartment in Highlands Ranch is like 1800 bucks a month. Yeah. I wow. mean, my, my first four bedroom house after my wife and I got married again, this was in Indiana was like 800 bucks a month. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, they're not going to vote for smaller government. <laughs> no. And this is what people no. need to realize. People like Dick Wadhams who support this kind of stuff is that's not an accident. It's not an accident that the no. federal government and the Democrats are pushing people into these apartments. This yeah. is what yeah. they yeah. want. No, I mean, yeah. Well, it, it's like Chicago. Look, look, look right. at Chicago. It's like yeah. Chicago is controlled by the, the housing and urban development um, plans that they have because they pack people in and then what are they doing? They're packing in Democrat voters. This this is, it's a part of the blueprint. This is exactly what we're uh, experiencing. Well, you get to go uh, coming up here to the independence Institute. Yes. Um, And, and uh, you'll have fun uh, because who's on the board of the independence Institute. Do you know? 
Um, I know Kathleen Chandler invited me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Who else is on the board? <laughs> Dick Wadhams. Oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, John Caldera, who's not even a Republican. Uh, he says he's a red meat conservative, but not a Republican. And he's about as pink as you can get these days. Um, and it's owned and operated by Phil Anschutz, just as Colorado politics mm-hmm. is, just as independent. Um, uh, what's the Colorado complete, Peak complete, complete Colorado? Uh, Colorado Peak politics. No, yeah. no, no, he doesn't control oh. that one. Uh, uh, the, does. the Gazette is owned by Anschutz. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's so many of these. Yeah. So you'll go. Here's here's a, here's I thing. think I'm I, coming down to that one. So yeah. you, you get, I, I mean, it'll be fun, but here, here's the deal. It'll I mean, be fun I'm because alone. because you're going to go on with people who think you suck. Uh, that's what'll be fun. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I mean, Dick Wadhams is not. It's not an aberration on the independences. He represents the board. Um, and so when you get down there, just remember all those people who are being smiling at you want to stab you in the back. And here's another tip for you there, because I looked at the invitation and it kind of cracked me up. It said light drinks and, and uh, drinks and refreshments available while supplies last. Yeah, we're so not supporting anything. Yeah. <laughs> while supplies last. Because they're cheap. <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> Oh, here and final question that not, we have. Yeah, I know that we have. <laughs> All right, but you want to, I, I was going to give you this opportunity. To yeah, go ahead and and, and tell us to the website and and. Uh, yeah, I, I put a website up, AaronWoodColorado.com. I'll tell you one thing you'll notice: I'm not asking for donations. I don't. I don't need anybody to cover my gas money. I, I'm doing this myself. <laughs> you know That's about. nice. That's yeah. a good deal. I mean, here, here's the thing: if I'm going to do this, I'm doing this because. Um, honestly, I'll prove these elections can't be bought or they shouldn't be bought. Um, number one, it's like, I, I want to win on, on my merits and what I'm saying and the trust that I'm earning along the way. So AaronWoodColorado.com, I've got an overview on there. Uh, I also put together a sub page on there for my red print, which is an outline of different key areas that we need to address with the GOP, um, to start restructuring it into a fighting force, you know, something that will win. I also link my Twitter. I link my Facebook, but I also link my LinkedIn profile as well, too, because this is the job. I'm asking for the responsibilities uh, to lead the organization of the Colorado Republican Party. Um, I'm again, I'm not unemployable. <laughs> I've been doing this. I've been doing this for a while uh, with brand marketing, with business development, and I've had a great degree of success in doing so. There's a lot of businesses that have benefited. Even a business locally here in Colorado grew from 20 million to over 100 million in two and a half years throughout wow. the pandemic. Wow. And we're hiring well, and we're making jobs and we're uh, we're helping other people be successful. This is what conservatism is all about. Conservatism and capitalism go hand in hand. We're creating opportunities because we've put together a good solid brand, but also organizational structure. And and we find a way to just operate better and do better than our competitors. And this is what we need to do with the GOP. We need to operate better than our competitors, not just be, you know, a watered down lukewarm version of the same thing rewrapped into different package, but we need to be a stark contrast. All right. What's well, your Twitter? I, I, Wait, what's your well, no, let me finish this. Unlike, uh, well, yeah, give us your Twitter and your, and your uh, website. Uh, I think it's uh, Aaron Joel Wood is my Twitter. Uh, okay. Website is AaronWoodColorado.com. And then uh, Facebook, you can find me, Aaron Wood Colorado. Uh, it'll pop up Aaron Wood Freedom Fathers because I'm so proud of the group that we've gotten together uh, with the Freedom Fathers. Um, so I'll always keep that as my Facebook, uh, my official Facebook page. Well, I'll, I'll have to say, uh, not standing Dick Wadhams, I think we have the best group of chair candidates I've ever seen, tell you the oh, truth. Oh, yeah. 
And and I think you're one of them. I think you're just a great. I, pre- I appreciate that. And I, I said this uh, last uh, on Saturday too. I'm like this whole group, if there was room for all of us, which there should be, yes, the Democrats yes. have seven vice chairs. Yeah. It, it's so great and refreshing to see the, just the caliber, like the bars up here. Yes, when a lot absolutely. of times you feel like it's just down here. So <laughs> I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I agree. All right. I agree. Thank you very thank much. You, Aaron. Best of luck. Okay. All right. Thank you both hey, for having me on. Institute. Yeah. <laughs> get your, get your refreshments fast. Okay. Aaron Wood. Um, again, everybody, um, if you are interested, we've had everybody else on. So just go back and you can look at all the shows. Um, cause we kind of say who we have going on. Um, and then we're going to have Casper on, on, on Wednesday. Um, so here, you know, Charlene here, the, the, the Aaron is nice, but you should drop out because he doesn't know the lay of the land, should throw his endorsement to Dave Williams. Sandra says, no, Charlene, you're wrong. Um, you know, I think it's, I think what we need to do is focus on what you just said. And that is rather than all these Machiavellian maneuvers, right? The fact is we've got, um, a great, I think, slate of can or group of candidates there. And that's what elections are about, right? And people can vote. My guess would be this will go to more than one round, which is how you never know. But I mean, you never know. You never know. Uh, you know, there's still rumors, guys. We'll have to see the rumors that there might be a last minute. Um, rhino candidate. Rhino candidate. Um, and, you know, Heidi Ganahl isn't a rhino. So I guess maybe it would say well, more of an establishment. Was, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but so far, nothing. So who knows? Well, they, they, com- they come from the floor. I was going to say, they can nominate people from the floor, mm-hmm. right? So, so mostly the, the election is on March 11th. There's some 400 people who can vote. Um, Chuck is one of them. I'm a CD8 bonus member, but, um, so I'll be following it. I think, you know, the good news is with very few exceptions, well, well, I, I think there's a good slate of candidates. You're just right there. And I think these nice, are people great. who are fighters. They're saying it's time for a change. I, um, I've endorsed Dave Williams, but I have to say, I think Aaron Wood is just a great candidate. I think Tina Peters is a great candidate. I like Kevin Lundberg. Kevin Lundberg. I like Casper. I, I like Casper. I mean, you know, and Eric Odlin answered the questions well. On our show the other day, people said I was he mean to him. Because so, um, no. <laughs> Julie was mean. Julie mean. was mean. No, I wasn't. Julie. Yes, you were. Julie, for the first time in her life, is the mean one. <laughs> hey, so I want to switch gears. So we can open it up now, but I want to talk about this new COVID stuff. So if you guys want to, um, anybody wants to unmute themselves and jump in on Zoom, they can. Um, and can I, can I say something? Sure. Is that Jacob? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, uh, it's not about the COVID thing. It's about this uh, little phone call that was made in uh, Florida by Trump and was recorded and wasn't supposed to be recorded. Oh, I haven't heard about this. What's this? Yes. In the, floor, the, floor, the, the, um, the call was recorded in, in Florida when Trump called Rassenberg in yeah, Georgia. Yeah, the Secretary of State of Georgia. Oh, yeah, the Secretary of State. Uh-huh. All right, yes. And in Florida, when it was recorded in Florida, Florida has a two-party consent. Oh, two-party consent. consent. Okay. If this is true, I don't know. I haven't heard much late. But if this is true and the Attorney General of Florida does not go after the recording party, then I would think that DeSantis has a lot of, t- of explaining to do. That's ah, an interesting question. Yeah, that yeah. is because that, that's sort of the crux of this fake grand jury investigation, right. the special yeah, yeah. grand jury yeah. investigation yeah. with the crazy four person right. woman that they had out there that, you know, I, I don't know. I wonder if they know who recorded it. Rassenberger did. Well, I know he did. But no, I mean, no, they know. They know it was because it was in the it was in the grand jury stuff. And they came out that the 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 
it, the call was recorded and it was recorded in Florida. That that's that's in the text of the of the grand jury. Well, it was uh, recorded by somebody in Florida. Yes, they know who it is, and they know who it is. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Because I would have assumed. I think Raffensperger recorded it too, didn't he? Well, um, he's in Georgia, and and no, Trump he's in Georgia. Right. Yeah. But they wanted to catch him. They wanted to catch him. Uh, they, I guess maybe Trump made the phone call from Florida. I don't know. But right. the re- actual recording of Florida was made. I'm sorry, was made in Florida, and Florida is a two party mm-hmm. consent state. So if the attorney general doesn't go after whoever recorded it, then I would question DeSantis. Are you yeah. trying to like, are you, yeah, you don't think DeSantis this is important? Is, we'll have to see what DeSantis is doing, right? I mean, it's kind of interesting. He's not going to CPAC, which Trump is a keynote speaker, but apparently yeah. he hasn't gone other times before too. So that's, a, that's, that's an interesting question. Hey, Jacob, thank, thank you. For, you. Yeah, thank yeah. you for putting that out. Okay. Okay, so then, and and um, as well as back to the COVID thing, if you can um, pop in just like Jacob did, you can comment. Um, also, call in 888- Or raise your hand. Right, 888-627-6008, 888-627-6008. Um, once again, guys, the conspiracy theorists have been proven to be correct. Um, now, the Department of Energy, I'm sure you heard over the weekend, along with the FBI, are saying that um, they figure, they believe that the uh, COVID thing was most likely, very probably, a lab leak. Now, the White House is kind of trying to to, to downplay that a little bit, but bottom line, as a Wall Street well, Journal they, said, they, they all say, oh, they only had low confidence. Well, they at least have confidence. Yes, well, some had more than more Well, than the that. FBI had moderate confidence, and I don't know how you could have high confidence unless you had a source inside of the Wuhan lab. I mean, yeah. yeah. And of course, they kept that secret, but let's just kind of walk through. So we've got, okay, we've got the vaccines. You know, if you get the vaccine, you won't get or transmit COVID. That wasn't true. Vaccines have no side effects. That wasn't true. Uh, Natural immunity doesn't work. That That wasn't wasn't true. true. Masks work. That wasn't true. Lockdowns are good. That wasn't true. And now we've got this, okay, it wasn't a lab leak. Remember everybody, and we had some sound, but it did. It was an operator error thing. You know, all of the media, I mean, we were banned from YouTube for live for saying questioning the mask, right? Which we now know is true. Now, does YouTube call us back and say, our bad? Oh, we're sorry. You were right on that? No. You know, all of these people, Fauci, I mean, I hope they ring Fauci or put him through the ringer on this, right? Because he, I mean, it's his gain of function research. So our tax dollars were paying for this in the first place, right? So we lied about that. And then he squashed the Great Barrington uh, Declaration. I mean, he... If anybody deserves the remaining years of his ill-begotten life behind bars, it's him. I know. It's like, and and, and they've lied to us all along. I mean, nobody believes anything the CDC says. God, no. no. But it, it's sort of like what the soundbite was saying. It'd be like if you were, I guess this is a John Stewart joke or somebody, if one of those late night comedians made the joke that if you were like in, in Hershey, wherever the town of Hershey is, and there was like Pennsylvania, there was a chocolate leak, right? Would you think that maybe it came from the Hershey factory? It's like, oh, you, you natural occurring cocoa plants. They, they mutated in Pennsylvania. Right. It's like uh, that's a wet market. And it's and the thing is, is, you know, for so long, they cracked down. You couldn't even question it and you get banned. Or what do they say? If you mention that it might be a lab leak from China, you are a racist yes, or a conspiracy right. theorist or a racist conspiracy theorist. Right. Or, or a tranny hater or something. Or, yeah. And it turns out all of this stuff is true. And and now we all knew it was true. And it's kind of crumbling. 
But the only thing I am a little suspicious of is I do find it kind of interesting. They finally decide that maybe there was a lab leak when China is siding with Russia. Yeah, right. You know, that that much. Um, So this is from um, Jacob. As far as COVID goes, a lady in my community got the two vaccines from Pfizer and then had the booster. She said she did not get COVID because she was on that hydrochloroquine. Right. You know what I'm talking about. For 10 years. So were many of her um, co-patients at this one doctor's office. Not one of them ever got COVID. I wonder if there could be a test to see all those who are already on this if the patients got COVID. Um, You know what, Jacob? There should be, but they're not ever going to do that. They should actually do it. I mean, you know, there was another thing in the paper. Some star athlete dropped out of a heart attack in his apartment again. You know, I mean, the hashtag died suddenly. They're like, coincidence, just totally coincidence. But they're not even looking into it, right? They don't even, they're not even trying to get the answers, at least in the United States. You see these numbers coming down on the excess mortality, um, fertility issues, um, heart issues, all kinds of issues, right? Um, But they don't want to get to the bottom of it. That's why the other day I was looking at something and it popped up, you know, oh, if you haven't had your vaccine, you need to get your vaccine again. If the last time you got it was in September, you need to get a, a booster shot now. I'm like, seriously? But I think they have no choice to, but to push it, right? right I mean, they're right. trying to make get rid of the, the test group, as I've been saying for a while. But it's just interesting that finally, all of a sudden, and I'm always suspicious about when this stuff leaks out because somebody leaked it, but they're like, oh, maybe it was a lab leak after all, okay. right? That's yesterday's news. Right. Well, I mean, and the thing is, is I want to pull up, though, because no one ever apologizes for it. If we could pull up this screen grab, okay, this is a screen grab from Channel 9's Kyle Clark, right? This was a 2020 tweet. Okay, he said some people have been convinced by their political allies that coronavirus came from a Chinese lab. Here's the science that says otherwise. And then he links the scientific. Yeah, from Vox, a well-known scientific journal. The scientific evidence from the that the the coronavirus came from nature. Okay, you can take that down. So that's Kyle Clark. It's Kyle Clark. So he's been accusing Republicans of all kinds of conspiracy theories, anti-science, anti-science. Turns out we were right. He was wrong. He's the one spreading misinformation and disinformation. Is he going to get on and say, oh, my bad, guys? Sorry. Yeah, I, I guess I was wrong. You know, again, is YouTube going to call us up and say, oh, Chuck and Julie, you can come back on. Now that it turns out you were right. No. And I even had to watch because I was p- promoting the show on Facebook. And I thought if I list all of the lies that were told about COVID, that we now know were lies, Facebook would still ban me oh, and yeah. say that I was violating the community safety standards. So it's just and a you do. joke. And you do. Yeah. And I do. Mm-hmm. Well, and Woody Harrelson, right? He was on the, um, yeah, he had a great Saturday night. Uh, oh, here's some Stephen Vox is where I always go to for scientific yeah. data. That's right. Say, you know, can you imagine a, a movie where the, Drug cartels for everybody inside and say you can't come out until you had your your shot in a booster. <laughs> I make billions. That's it. When this from Aaron Woods, science is supposed to be challenged. Well, exactly. And that's because oh, then Charlene is going to say they're going to say next that China leaked it intentionally so we can all get behind their war on China. Well, exactly, Charlene. It's like, you know, but now China and Russia are together. So we have to hate both of them. So I guess it's OK. Although Joe Biden, Joe Biden still has a lot of, and Hunter have a lot of issues with China still too. So I don't know how much we're going to well, hate him. Still being paid off every day, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, still got an investment fund going. It's just though, it's just outrageous because you're not going to see Kyle Clark. They're going to double down. And here's the thing, and I know this is not optimistic, but like they don't care. 
they don't care that they lied. No. They don't care that people died because they lied. No. They don't care that children have all kinds of issues because they lied. Yeah. They don't care that businesses close down. They don't care that the economy is collapsing and continues to collapse. They don't care. And it kind of ties back to what we were talking about with Eric. They don't care because they control the media. They think they can silence us. They control the election systems. That is why, you know, I know you talk and get, you know, about ballot harvesting, but Republicans got to figure real Republicans, not the establishment uniparty people, because they're all going to be fine. They're all going to be on the boat, you know, to wherever when everything comes crashing down on top of us. But but that's why they don't care. And we need Republicans to understand we need to make fundamental changes and we need to fight and we need to call Kyle Clark out and we need to call, like you said, Vox out and we need to call all of these CNN, all of these organizations and not not back down and not and not give in and, and say, no, this is America. We get to ask questions. And if we're wrong, we're wrong. Right. But they've been wrong about everything from the Russia hoax to Hunter Biden. I mean, you could just go down the list. Anything that occurred in the last five years they've been wrong about. Right. Um, It it is amazing how wrong they've been. You think it'd get at least something right. That's right. Um, And now we've got the Ukraine war, which, you know, there's no waste there. Don't worry about that. No looking at that. That's right. Well, um, and from Jim Jackson, it was a test to see how many would submit. You know, Jim, I think there's actually kind of something to that. I think that there was, let's just see how much we can control. And and I think if it weren't for Elon Musk, we would never have some of the proof that we have now. And and I guess this week is when Tucker Carlson comes out with the January 6th tapes. Awesome. Um, that's going to be you fun. Know, right. And they're, they're all going, wait a minute, he'll, he'll weave some stupid conspiracy theory that it really wasn't <laughs> a Republican. It was a false flag. No, no, it's all that's right. Here from Charlene. Yes, Julie, they will use our outrage at China for World Economic Forum global domination. Exactly. And again, from Aaron Wood, we need to play the same game. Start controlling the narrative and the definitions, just like the progressive leftist communists that's do. Right. Exactly. Liberate the primaries, not close. And then, that's a negative word. And Charlene is saying, um, I think that Harrelson snuck that win in, one in off script. I think he did too. Yeah, because right. by Saturday Night Live would have said that. Right, um, right. Jacob, I'm sure from Sandra, Jacob, I'm sure the SNL applause sign said, don't applause. That's all part of the game. And then she said, absolutely, Aaron. Well, there is some good news that I just recently saw. The um, number three movie at the at the box office, according to Box Office Mojo, is The Jesus Revolution, yeah. uh, which talks about hippies in the 70s who come to Christ. And it's supposed to be just a great movie. The uh, The critics gave it a 56, uh, so it failed. And the top critics gave it a 17%, uh, 17%. The audience gave it a 99% approval rating. <laughs> um, so, you know, who are you going to believe? Huh? The, and, and Cinemascope um, gave it an A+, and there are very few m- movies that g- get an A+. So I think this is one we're, we're taking Rev to. So Jesus Revolution, let's give him some well, money. Chuck, this is a whole, this is a revolution for Chuck. So when you're, I guess you guys, we've talked about my movie preferences. I like Fast and Furious. I even like Alien versus um, Predator. Well, that one um, wasn't bad, but some yeah. of your other ones. But, but, but when we first started dating, we would go to movies. Chuck would always pick these ones and he would say, the critics loved this. And Chuck would say, who cares what the audience likes? We need to go to what the critics, but even the critics have become so corrupt oh, anymore and so woke that you kind of like if the critics like it i know I'm, uh, which yeah. has always been my default position anyway yeah, but. Well, julie if, if if the movie sucks and julie goes when the whole family's together want me to pick out a movie and and rev and i go oh no 
We're begging you now. Leo was saying, Chuck, that's like when the Blues Brothers came out, the critics hated it. Yeah. It is kind of interesting. I had a friend send me, and we don't have time to get into this too depth, but I was going to do a whole show on this. Then I thought it was going to be depressing. So, but she was, it was um, Karen Cataline actually sent it from a woman, Dr. Naomi Wolf. And she was quoting somebody else, but their theory was that, you know, we have a covenant with God, but it's not like, you know, no uh, sort of accountability, right? And as this person's theory was, as the world has turned increasingly away from God, God has said, okay, you guys think you can do it yourself? Let's see what happens. And well, all of this is happening. Well, that, and- that, that's what the Old Testament is. I mean, that's, right. that's, well, that's, that's what she's talking about. She's Jewish. And, and, and the Torah is the Old Testament, the five books and so forth. And if things start going badly, it's because they've broken a covenant with God. Um, now that's not quite the same as the New Testament, but that's certainly very Old Testament. But I think arguably, Arguably. arguably, arguably, and you're going to it, do a whole show. On. Yeah, well, because she had evil spirits coming in, it was kind of. But anyway, I think arguably, um, it's you know that's why we need guys like Aaron, right? Who who yeah. flat out say yeah. I'm a Christian conservative, yeah. and what do they call Christians now? The left, the narrative is is your Christian Christian, nationalist. Christian nationalists. Like, well, what would it be bad about that Christian? That's not bad nationalist. That's not bad, but Christian nationalist. Ooh, that just sounds. Bad. Let's take a call from Sherry. Uh, it's online too from Lakewood. Hi, Sherry. Hey, Sherry. Hi. So um, I I wanted to just kind of ask you something connected to um, your the 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 great people that are running. I I, I really enjoy listening to them, but yes. also the stuff that's going on from the lockdown and so. You know, Klaus Schwab with the World Economic Forum, he was created by Kissinger. So the World Economic Forum is the public face of the Bilderberg Group. And the Bilderberg Group is run by Rothschild Rockefeller Cartel. And their goal is depopulation. And it used to make me crazy. I mean, it's been many years since I've listened to Peter but there was a little man that would call, and he was trying to tell Peter about lockstep. The Rockefeller Foundation published a report in 2010, and it discussed this um, scenario-based research initiative. With It, it was called um, lockstep, but it was basically what happened with the whole COVID lockdown. And then their next step was hack attack, and then the the... The final thing is they want people to get so frustrated and angry and so disillusioned with their government, their leaders, their authorities, that um, eventually they'll just abandon that and all their objections and they'll eagerly just embrace a a benevolent global government, right? And they're going to, that's who's going to truly care about them, all these promises they provide. It's it's kind of a top up. Instead, instead of the dictatorship of the proletariat, is the dictatorship of the very wealthy. Yeah, and that is Rockefeller. So when when the man that you like, Mr. Thomas, and he was great, but when he says a house divided cannot stand, uh-huh. but the house is divided because this whole global world economic forum crap is Rockefeller, and who is the bigger? money person with the Republicans than Rockefeller. So there is a con. But, um... but, you know, Sherry, you're right. I mean, and and that's something I think 
that that if I were a Republican Party leader, I'd be tapping into. And that is the real divide. They try to make it sound like the divide is between establishment and grassroots, and this and that. Well, yes, but the real divide is between the elites and the yes. World Economic Forum people yes. and the rest of us. And there that's are the same thing. And they there are. Well, exactly. And there are way more of us than there are of them. And you're right. And that's why they get so worried about it. And I think. You know, we cannot fall for their psyop because, you know, the kind of stuff you're talking about. We had Robert Spencer on. You should check out Friday's show. He was yeah, he was yeah, saying he, he was a jihad watch. He was saying exactly what you said, that the goal of these people, he said, they believe that there are too many people. One of the main goals is is depopulation by any means. Right. And um, and you think, oh, no, that's crazy. But then they're like, well, hey, vaccines work. Right. Masks work. Right. Lockdowns <laughs> are good. You. Yeah. I mean, all this stuff that they told us, oh, no, you know, you're a conspiracy theorist and you're crazy if you don't believe it, has turned out to be true. So I think well, you're right on. I think what you're saying, I, I would say it this way, the conflict is between those people who love freedom and those people who want to subjugate us. And, exactly. And I really think that's the problem. And when I hear the people talk about freedom... I think that's a very good thing that we should talk about is our definition of freedom. Well, freedom doesn't come from the government. If you think freedom comes from the government, you're already lost. Well, that's why they don't want you talking about God, right? If you believe that freedom comes from God, I mean, that's kind of hard to argue. You you advertise for um, an acupuncture place. Yes. And you have Medicare. Does your Medicare cover them? No. No, but what if I want to use an herbalist? What if I want a nutritionist? What if I want an acupuncturist? But, but, and this goes back to Rockefeller. It is so tied up in only the allopathic type of medicine that right. insurance right. doesn't even cover. That's freedom. Freedom is let me pick what I want to use. Well, right. I, I can tell you about the acupuncturist. He has made... My back after forty years, <laughs> a thousand times better. And Julie can ascribe yes. to it. A thousand times better. Yes. A thousand times they better. They want you to take pills, Chuck. They want you to take well, their he, pills. They, not they. Who's they? Well, the big pharma. Yeah, and, but but but, but not our acupuncturist. No, no, no. says. I mean, that's why it's not covered because they don't want that. Yeah. Hey, Sherry, listen, we gotta go though. So I hate to cut yeah, you off. Appreciate your call. Phone call. Your call as always. Bye-bye. Um, Let's see. Oh, okay. Yeah. And this is from Aaron here too. You know, endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. And I think, I mean, that's the thing. That's why they need to get rid of Jesus. And that's why it could be the best movie in the world. And the critics would pant. They wouldn't have to see it. They're like, "Mm, all they had to do was say Jesus Jesus. revolution. And and that got it. Got it. Got one top critic even vaguely liked it. Right. Exactly. Uh, So who are the top critics? You know, they're. Well, 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 yeah. I mean, well, they have again. It's all a narrative. Hey, listen, that's going to wrap it up for us. Thank you so much. We Aaron appreciate, Wood. yeah, appreciate him coming on. Wish him the best in his race. And we'll have Casper on on Wednesday, Wacky Wednesday, Wacky Wednesday. So yeah, thank you, to everybody. We'll see you there. Take care.